Are you dreaming of visiting Switzerland? Planning a trip to Switzerland is very exciting, but it can also be overwhelming. How do you choose which of the many scenic cities, towns and villages to visit? Which mountaintop excursions should you take? And what's the best way to get around Switzerland? And of course, how much of the country can you realistically see within your time frame? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, this is the podcast for you. This is the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast, and in each episode, your host Carolyn Schonefinger chats with Swiss travel experts to answer your most commonly asked questions, provide practical tips, and take you on a virtual visit to the most popular destinations, and of course some hidden gems to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. And you'll hear plenty of conversations about Swiss cheese and chocolate too. Are you ready to plan your trip to Switzerland? Well, let's get started. Are you considering renting a car for your Swiss vacation, but are worried that driving might be difficult? In today's episode, I'm chatting to Nancy Martin from New Jersey in the United States, who, along with her husband Rob, rented a car and did a road trip around Switzerland in September 2021. They loved the freedom that having a car gave them as they were able to travel at their own pace and not have to adhere to timetables. In fact, they love Switzerland and driving around the country so much they've booked another trip for September 2022. I met Nancy virtually in the Switzerland Travel Planning Group in Facebook and keenly followed along as her trip plans came together and she and Rob were finally able to make their Swiss travel dream a reality. I was thrilled then when Nancy agreed to come on the podcast to share her experiences with us all. She has lots of tips for folks who are planning on driving in Switzerland for the first time, and she also shares her itinerary and talks about the excursions and activities they enjoyed on their trip. If you need a road trip full of highlights, you need Switzerland. I know you'll get lots of handy tips from this episode, regardless of your mode of transport. But before we hear from Nancy, I'd like to say thank you to the lovely team at Switzerland Tourism, who are sponsors of the podcast. Make sure you visit their website, myswitzerland.com, for information and inspiration to help plan your dream Swiss vacation. Hello, Nancy. Thank you so much for coming on to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm very honoured to be here. Well, it's my pleasure and I'm so glad you agreed to join us. It's it's always great to hear from uh, other travellers and, and hear what they did on their trip and and learn from their experiences. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting to have you here today. Can you start by um, just telling us a little bit about yourself and your travel experiences? Sure. Um, my husband is my travel companion. He carries my luggage. <laughs> he keeps me on the straight path. And we've been traveling together um, since we were 19. So he, um, we, we live in New Jersey. We live in South Jersey, um, which is a little bit different. We're uh, not near New York or anything. And there's not much going on here. <laughs> so at a young age, I decided I wanted to, to travel as much as I could. So that's kind of how we got started, seeing the national parks in the United States. And then we one day, about 2017, when we kind of hit everything we wanted to do, we decided to maybe venture out a little bit and I was scared to death <laughs> <laughs> well you braved it so where, where have you been um in the United States we've pretty much been to all 50 states we've been to Alaska 12 times 
Wow. So I said I like the cold weather. Wasn't lying. <laughs> um, then we, um, our first um, European trip, I guess you can say, would be to Iceland. I thought that was a nice uh, jumping off point. Um, only five hours, had everything we wanted to see. Um, and the appeal of it all, you know, mountains, snow, waterfalls, it had it all. And then Rob did a trip to Scotland and he just was in awe about the how old world it was and the cobblestone streets and everything. And then we started thinking about Switzerland. I was thinking about Switzerland for a while, but after he, he uh, landed on the, the continent, it was easier for me to, to, to jump on in. <laughs> yeah, great. So you visited Switzerland in September 2021. Uh, why, what was it exactly about Switzerland that, you know, you'd been thinking about? Why, why did that appeal to you? I, I kind of feel like it's on everybody's bucket list, to be honest with you. It's just the mountains, they just, they're just so majestic and it just looks so otherworldly. And it's always been in the back of my head, you know, Switzerland, it's, you know, the, the mountains, the waterfalls, the, the cows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I just kind of decided, let, let's go for it. We're not getting any younger. And I just kind of want to see things when I can still move. And yeah. uh, we just, we just jumped in and we were supposed to go in 2020 and that didn't happen. Yeah, we all know what happened in 2020. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll cover your, your itinerary in, in more detail or in detail shortly, but can you just give us a bit of an overview of, of your trip and which city did you start and finish in and, and what did you do in between? Sure. Um, landed in Zurich. Um, then we decided to stay in Vegas. Um, we're not really city people. We kind of like to get away from the city, but maybe close enough if we did want to pop in. It was a nice, mm-hmm. logistically, it was nice there. Um, and I love being on the water. Mm-hmm. So we decided to spend three days there. Um, and I thought that was kind of a good jumping off point to go to different areas because um, we wanted to drive. I, okay. mm-hmm. I, I just really like having control. <laughs> And I, I like being not on a time schedule. And since the Swiss are very punctual people, it's probably not in my best interest because I like to lollygag. <laughs> <laughs> and I, if I want to stop and watch a waterfall or a cow graze or the sunset, I don't want to have to look at my watch. Sure. Yeah. So um, from there, uh, I'm going to butcher names. This is where it comes in. Um, mm-hmm. We went to Glemercy. Mm-hmm. And we did the particular and the that gilm. was like, that was like our first, like, oh my goodness, look at these mountains. Like I, I couldn't get over it. Like we were in the mountains. Um, and then after that we had done, um, we had passed our gorge, mm-hmm. which I didn't hear a lot about, but it was fascinating to seeing the water carving through the, um, the Canyon like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we love mountains, so we had to go up and we drove to Engelberg and uh, and then went up the mountain there and spent hours there. I think we li- we stayed there hours with our jaws hitting the floor because it was just so breathtaking, like almost moving. Yeah, wow. And so for, for the listeners that aren't familiar, that was Mount Titlas that you went up. Um, yeah, and so you went up by cable car? 
Yes. Yeah. And we got off at one stop um, to see a lake, but the lake was mm-hmm. kind of dry. So then we just got back on and continued our journey. We saw like the ice palace and we had some photos taken. We bought lots of chocolate, had a beautiful lunch, and we spent probably like four hours up there total and then came back down. Yeah, wonderful. And all this was from your base in um, in Vegas? Correct. So yeah. um, a lot of our journeys were like two hours max, which I thought was a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing over three hours, I don't think. Um, and we, like I said, it, it just gave us some flexibility. Um, I, I was afraid, I'll be honest with you, I was kind of terrified of trying to read train schedules and bus schedules and being on time. So the car really worked for us. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's totally understandable because, and even in Australia, we don't, well, in, in our regional areas, we don't have a lot of train services. I mean, we have them, but they're they're not that frequent. And if it's something that you're not used to, it, it can be pretty overwhelming. Um, you, you know, you, you, you're worried that you're going to miss the train or get on the wrong train and end up in <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that you didn't actually want to go. So, yeah, it's, the trains don't work for everyone and that's, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. the good thing, ended up on a wrong train I'm pretty sure we would still end up in a really beautiful place (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly now I I did want to talk a bit more actually before we move on um, about the the Gelmer barn so you went to to the Gelmer Sea um, which is the lake but the Gelmer barn is a pretty amazing kind of funicular isn't it that um some people might have seen it on on Instagram and Facebook and so forth, and yep. they speed the footage up, and it looks like you're on this amazing <laughs> roller coaster. It's not actually like that, but can you tell us a bit more about your ride on um, that? Well, the first thing I have to say is that the Google directions takes you to maybe like like almost like a industrial building, and so I had to buy tickets online, and we were running late, and um it didn't take us actually to where we had to get on. And luckily we found some construction workers and thanks to Google translate um, <laughs> to get us to where we had to be. And we missed our, our takeoff, okay. um, but they were so nice there that they're like, just don't worry about it. Just hop on the next one. So that was my first strike with punctuality. <laughs> <laughs> um but it's very slow when it moves up. It, it's not fast at all. And, you know, you're going up and you're looking forward, which is a really neat, like you just can take it all in. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of even go, we went above the clouds a little bit because it was kind of like a misty, hazy day. Um, but it's very slow. But it, yeah. And it's very steep, isn't it? It's like 106% gradient or something. It's pretty darn steep. Um, yeah don't feel scared not like a roller coaster or anything mm-hmm. like that um and then we did the hike around the lake okay so, and how long how long did that take i'd say it took us maybe i'm kind of slow so um a little over an hour okay i i would probably recommend it to people especially if you have kids i think okay. they would really get out of it great all right so after um that was all- that was everything that you did while you stayed in Vegas, which is on yep, yep. on Lake Lucerne. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you go into Lucerne at all? We did. We a few hours just to kind of say we went there. Um, I'm, 
I wanted to see the cobblestone streets and I wanted to see the chapel bridge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we were really hungry. And at this point we were still like not really acclimated at all. And we found ourselves at a Burger King. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. A very expensive Burger King. (laughs) We don't even eat Burger King here, but that's where we found ourselves. (laughs) But, um, um, yeah, we just kind of wandered the streets. Um, we found a supermarket. We had to buy some, you know, essentials. And but it was, I'm glad we went there. But I probably wouldn't go back again. Um, I want to get myself in the mountains. Yeah, yeah. Switzerland's the perfect spot for that. So I think the next place you went was, um, yeah, has a pretty famous mountain. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about that. Well. I did not have Zermatt on my itinerary when I first started. And if it wasn't for you, I never would have went there. I don't know how I would have missed that. I mean, mountains, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was. I wanted to go through Furka Pass, and somehow mm-hmm. our GPS made us go through lots of tunnels. So we really didn't go through too many windy switchbacks. We didn't see the famous hotel on the corner. Mm-hmm. Um it was mostly like through tunnels <laughs> and then we went down, and we went down, but, um, the, and the drive was nice. And then we caught the train, yeah. which luckily runs very frequently. So I was not late <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, the parking was super easy. And I have to say, everything was very easy to navigate. So for mm-hmm. two people who do not take public transportation ever, we really navigated it without any problems. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, 10 minute little ride to Zermatt. Mm-hmm. And for those um, folks that don't know that the car park or one of the, the biggest car parks um, is in Tash, which is the village before Zermatt, um, you park there and then it's right adjacent to the station where you just walk in and, and buy your ticket for the shuttle train to, to Zermatt. Right. And uh, we we had purchased the half card. So everything, you know, we were getting the half price. Not that it was too much. It was um, pretty reasonable, but uh, I made sure I used that everywhere we went. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Okay, so how long did you stay in Zermatt for? Not long enough, three days. <laughs> three days, yeah, okay. And three you days. could have spent longer. Um, this coming September, we're staying four days. Oh, what, what did you love about Zermatt? Oh, what's not to love about it? Uh, I love that it's car-free. I mm-hmm. uh, I love the streets and I love the it was everything I pictured Switzerland to be the the wooden homes and on the mountains and the the beautiful flowers cascading down from the window boxes it was just everything I thought it when when we got to Zermatt I was like this is Switzerland this is this is what I dreamed about and I loved it everything was in walking distance so when we got off the train we did get an electric taxi to take us to our airbnb just because we really didn't know where we were going kind of tired mm-hmm. luggage um but after that we walked the whole entire time yeah great and what what were some of the things that you did whilst you're well, in the um the gornograt went up the with the train to the top mm-hmm. tons of pictures you know my husband and i had a nice little uh, snack on the terrace um, and then on the way down, we stopped at um, one of the stops and we went to see a lake, two lakes, I believe, mm-hmm. yeah, where you can um, see the reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the lakes didn't have a lot of water in it. Made a okay. very small collection. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, the the Riffle Sea. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of meandered around, and we met a lot of people there. We talked. We met a lady who her grandfather had actually summited um, the Matterhorn. Oh, wow. And we had a picture with her and everything. It was really neat. Um, we also did Glacier uh, Paradise to go to Klein Matterhorn, mm-hmm. which I loved. I loved taking the different cable cars to the top. Um, we took the one where the, the bottom becomes translucent so you can okay. see through yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then we probably spent like three hours up there in the Ice Palace and everything else. And then on the way back down... We had stopped um, and had like a nice lunch, and then um, and then we went back down. Our uh, Airbnb was right next to that um, to the Glacier Paradise uh, lift, so okay. it was real easy, mm-hmm. kind of no brainer. So yeah, great. And did you do any hiking while while you were there? Um, I would call them more leisurely walks. To me, they're hikes. <laughs> to my husband, they're probably leisurely walks. <laughs> <laughs> but you got out and, and you were in nature. That's that's the main thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was a little disappointed we didn't see any wildlife um, there. It was not even like a little marmot, but maybe next time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's definitely something to, to look out for next time. And what about um, meals and things while you're in Zermatt? Obviously, I guess you had an Airbnb, you stayed in Airbnb, so you were just... Yes. Uh, cooking your own own meals at this point in the vacation we were still eating out a lot um mm-hmm. you know because you're on vacation you don't want to cook no um <laughs> but we um we had we had like pastries for bre- breakfast and then we would bring with us a lunch um my husband is a hiker so we have freeze-dried meals which i know are absolutely horrible for you but they do taste pretty darn tasty when you're you know hiking around and working up a sweat and then we would eat a dinner out okay um, yeah we didn't go to any place fa- we we really we really liked the pizza there i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i all the things i thought i was going to eat in switzerland and i probably ate the most pizza out of anything <laughs> yeah okay yeah it is it is good <laughs> um and then um trying to think what else Uh, we either had like a late lunch early dinner kind of thing or just like a dinner we didn't eat three square meals a day that's for sure yeah and we did uh definitely stop at the supermarkets for some like um fruits and vegetables and things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and did you spend much time sort of looking around the village in in zermatt how could you not yeah (laughs) every nook and cranny you just you just want to wander down every single side street and just take it all in and I really think because of COVID, it wasn't crowded. Like, I felt like I had Zermatt all to myself. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I hope it's going to be like that for you this year, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling it's not. No. So after Zermatt, um, where where did you head then next? Well, we were going to Grindelwald, um, but we decided to stop at Lake Ocean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Oceanen. Yeah. So we put the, we drove and then we put the car um, on the train and it dropped pretty much right there. It's fantastic, isn't it? So that's the the Lochberg Tunnel. And yeah, you you drive onto this amazing um, special 
train carriage for, for cars, um, for those people that aren't familiar with it. And then you go through this tunnel through the mountain and then you come out the other side and drive off the train. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It was real easy to get your tickets, real easy to drive. The only thing that you miss is the scenery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But, but isn't that a weird experience sitting in your car, while, but you're not driving and it's, uh-uh. but you're moving through a tunnel. And then you come out and it's like you're in the mountains. Um, the parking there was a little challenging because it was very crowded. It was like a picture perfect day. Okay. Yeah. It was very crowded. And I think it was a, I want to say it was also a Saturday. So maybe the weekend had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But um, we took the lift and then you walk down to the lake, which I wasn't expecting because then you have to walk back up. To yeah. And it's, <laughs> yeah. It's probably a good half, half hour walk um, each yeah. way. Yeah. And then um, when we got there, it was very crowded. Um, And you can go around the lake either left or right. We kind of went off to the right. And there was, I love the fact that there's all these fire pits and like people were cooking outside and just enjoying everything. So we went as far as you could go. And uh, the people next to us were grilling and it smelled really good, but we had our freeze dried meals. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And the, there was, you know, dogs playing in the water and people swimming, which I thought they were a little nuts. It was a little cold for my taste, um, but but it was beautiful. But I think um, if we hit it this year, I want to go to the left. I want to go up a little bit higher to get a better mm-hmm. perspective of the water. Yeah, and and perhaps try not to go on a, on a weekend. Hopefully not. Yeah, and I thought it was really nice that they had like a um a little shuttle for people who can't walk that far mm-hmm. that you know they can still enjoy it, um and and know that they can get back yes. and not have them yeah. and drag them up. <laughs> yeah. And the color of the lake is just incredible, isn't it? Beautiful, absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Yeah, and it was kind of another one of those Instagram pictures that you see mm-hmm. and you see, and it's like I want to go there, yeah. and then the next you're there and you just can't believe it yeah no it's it's out of this world that's for sure so that made um a great stop so that's it um you you go to Kandersteg um and take the cable car from there so that made a great stop obviously on the way to Grindelwald and when you got to Grindelwald were you staying in Airbnb or, or what sort of accommodation did you have there I mean I would call it an Airbnb but we used a company called Home to Go Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was basically, we had a whole entire second floor, com- huge kitchen, had like three bedrooms and a beautiful balcony, um, you know, with iconic views. And it was like a little bit out of town. So if you were looking to stay at that place, there is a bus stop at the end of the street. But to get to that bus stop, it was it was a pretty long street, kind of hilly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, where, so where we stayed, you would definitely probably need a car, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and what sort of things did you do whilst you were in uh, Grindelwald? I did the touristy things. <laughs> um, Why not? We did um, first, we went up and we did mm-hmm. the skywalk. Um, we did the, so we did the cliff walk. I wanted to do the zip lines, but they were closed. Um we did Lake Boss, Boss mm-hmm. see, yeah. Thank you. That took me like an hour and a half to get to. I would say normal people could probably do it easily in an hour. And that, and 
there was a lot of people on the trail, but when you got there, you never felt like there was a ton of people there. You could find mm-hmm. your own little spot and take it all in. You didn't feel like you were on top of each other. Yeah, okay, nice. So we probably spent like an hour and a half right there and had a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I was a little slow on the way back, we were going to do the trotty bikes and they were closed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the next day we took the cable car and the train up to Jungfrau. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, I really like that. I love the scenery. I wish we would have got off somewhere and did a little hike, maybe back down, but we took it all the way to the top and took it all the way back down. Um, and they had like the ice palace in there and took that all in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. again, every place was empty. So we always got like a great view all to ourselves. Okay. And did you have nice weather when you're at um, Jungfrau? Jungfrau, we had really nice weather. When we went to first, we wait that morning, we woke up, the clouds were really low and we just watched the weather and the cameras. And then once it started lifting, we made a beeline for it. And then by the time we came back down, um, the clouds were coming back in again. So we timed everything really well. So it's important to really look at the, the cameras on the mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, good. But at Jungfrau, and, uh, you had, had good weather. We had really good weather. Very, very good weather. It, and it was cold up there. Okay. So all the other uh, mountaintops were like a little breezy, but the sun was out. It kept you warm. It was pretty cold up there. Yeah. Okay. So because you're staying in Grindelwald, you, did you take the, cab- the cable car to Eiger Glacier and then you joined the train for the last bit through the tunnel? And yes. And you did that both ways? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Great, yeah. I was paranoid of missing the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to get off. It's like, oh, we have to go go on real quick and get back down and, you know, getting later in the day and I take a long time for everything. So I wanted to make sure we were punctual for that at least. Yeah, good. And, and the cable car runs very frequently too, which is, yes. which is good. Yeah. Okay. So was there some, anything else that you uh, did in Grindelwald? Well, um, not so much there, but we did a day trip to Lauterbrunnen. Lauterbrunnen, yes. And we happen to be there the day of the cows. Oh. <laughs> now, I have to say Lauterbrunnen is my favourite place in all of Switzerland um, because, yeah, my history there goes a long way back, but I've never seen the cow parade, so I'm super jealous of you. So please <laughs> tell me about that. Um, I think we found out the day before that it was going to happen. I think I found out on your group page or you know and um so I made sure I scoped out where we had to park and everything and we got there and we we just started walking and we saw some other people walking so we're like let's follow them mm-hmm. <laughs> and we ended up on like this little tiny street and some cows came by they weren't really adorned with flowers or too many big bells um and there was probably like 10 cows like oh okay <laughs> I was, I was expecting something a little bit more. So we headed back down to the church um, in the parking lot where they kind of, they, they were going to gather. And then the next thing you know, all these cows just started coming down and with the big bells and the flowers on their heads. And um, it, it was magnificent. It, it was very emotional for me because that's yeah. something I had seen before. And um, it, it, it was, I just felt like it just really 
put together my whole entire trip by seeing that. I, you know, I had the chocolate, I had the fondue, I had the cable cars, the mountains, and now I had the cows. Mm. And I just felt like it was like the perfect ending to our trip. Yeah, absolutely. And really, like, how how lucky, like, what great timing, because that only happens sort of in a, you know, a couple of week sort of time frame at the end of every summer when the farmers bring the cows down from the mountains and you, they don't really know in most cases until a few days before what day they're going to bring them down. So mm-hmm. you, you really lucked out. I really do think we lucked out. I yeah. think it was like, a, it was kind of like you missed out going last year. So this is like your, you waited and this is your reward. <laughs> um, the only problem was we parked in the parking lot in which they gather all the cows. So, um, we had to wait for them all to be trucked back out, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. It's a, an adorable town. It gave us plenty of times to go see the waterfall. And there was a cemetery with um, mm-hmm. some mountaineering uh, thing, you know, people in it. And we read the, the stones and read the history of everything and had a nice lunch. Um, but yeah, next time I might pick a different parking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to hang with the cows for a bit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was just impressed by there was, you know, adults doing it, but then there was children doing it. And I, I was just impressed by this. There was this young boy and he's herding the cows down. And, and it's like any other kid here would be playing video games. If you asked him, hey, can you help us get some cows out? You know, <laughs> probably look at you like you had two heads and they it was just amazing to see this young boy doing that and Mm -hmm. and then there was a girl and she was like wrangling them like they were throwing her up in the air and she was still holding on to them and and trying to get them like they were separating them and Mm -hmm. it it really was an amazing thing to witness yeah oh fantastic and how many cows do you think they were in the in the herd oh hundreds really wow yeah yeah it was it was impressive. Yeah, it and would the be that I thought I saw the three little cows, and I thought that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the teaser. <laughs> right. So our plan for that day was to go up to Vegan and and you know walk along the streets and see the little shops, but we kind of got sidetracked by the cows. So yeah. again, next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So was that? Um, does that did that fill all your time in in Grindelwald, or did you have more time? No, that pretty much summed it up. Um, we like to get things like early risers, get things done, do our hikes, and then at the end, you know, come back, shower, go out to dinner, and then, mm-hmm. or at this point of the trip, I started cooking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we had a nice, we had a beautiful kitchen. Um, you know, eating out for, you know, 10 days straight kind of gets old. So we started cooking, save a little money. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think we had one, we had two nice meals there, though. Um I think it was called like cumd mm-hmm. I can't, it's like this little tiny coffee shop um kind of near uncle tom's pizza um we had a really nice meal there so that was really nice probably our best meal we had yeah nice and then you headed back to zurich um before you you flew out so you, did you just stay there like were you there a full of most of the day and, and then overnight or um we no we we left Kind of because we had to depart early, um, but then we decided to um, see uh, go to Interlaken. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like we had to we had to stop there and do a little shopping, see the lakes, um, 
and then we hit the caves on the way back, which was kind of fun. We hadn't planned that, but it was kind of like, oh, we're close by. Let's just do it. Okay. And did you enjoy that? I did. I'm glad I did it. Um, I probably wouldn't do it again, Um, but it was really neat. And it just kept going on and on and on. (laughs) But it was beautiful. The scenery there was beautiful, like from the outside. And then the inside was very well lit. Um, I have problems walking on uneven surfaces, which is why everything takes me long. Um, But it was very easy to navigate in there. So that's uh, St. Beatus Caves, which are on Lake Toon. Okay, so um, I want to ask you a few more things about driving because (laughs) I know, um, especially in the Facebook group, a lot of people um, say, you know, train is the only way to go. Why would you drive when you go to Switzerland? And I have to say that my husband and I, we've driven a lot um, in Switzerland. We've used the trains as well. And when we travel this year, we're kind of doing half and half. But I'd like to um, just ask your opinion on on driving. Did you find it easy um, compared to in the US? And and were there any difficulties when it came to parking or, you know, buying or filling up with fuel, that that kind of thing? Okay, so I had to ask my husband because he did all the driving. He's usually the driver. Mm -hmm. Um, We found that um, there weren't many aggressive drivers. I'm from New Jersey. And people drive very aggressively here. So it was very easy to drive and everything, navigation was very easy. And being from New Jersey, we have circles everywhere and they're starting to eliminate them. So roundabouts. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. we could easily navigate roundabouts because we grew up driving them. Like Mm -hmm. every day you were in a roundabout. So um, we had no problem finding parking at all. Um, we did have one problem with a parking meter, um, and we only met one other American on our whole entire trip, and we were all scratching our heads at the parking meter. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we gathered. <laughs> um, so, I again, Google Translate is your friend, and if you hold it up to the parking meter, it usually will... Um, like uh, translate it for you we we had a difficulty one time it just was too digitalized and it wouldn't do it um but we parked a lot underground which Mm -hmm. it's the same as it is here in the united states where you grab a ticket and then you pay on your way out so that was very easy um and you could mostly pay with a with a card when on the way out i everything with a card yeah Mm -hmm. so it was no problem at all and i i didn't find it to be um very expensive. Like I definitely over budgeted for parking because I didn't really know what to expect. And I was pleasantly surprised okay. that I, I, I felt as though that the parking was, it's way cheaper than it is going to a city around here. Okay. Interesting. And what about when you, when it came time to fill up with fuel, how did you find that? Cause I know that That's- can be a little daunting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we live in New Jersey, like I said several times. We are the only state that does not pump their own gas. Oh, wow. Okay. My husband can pump gas. I cannot. Um, so we thought we had this down because in Iceland, it was very easy. We had no problems at all. Switzerland was a little different. We could not figure it out. And we relied on the kindness of this one stranger, and he helped us. <laughs> and we got on our way. Um, luckily, we only had to fill up once. So... 
I luckily prepaid the gas at the airport, which is something I never do, but for some reason I did. And I was very happy I did because that was one last time we had to use the gas pumps. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think we're going to YouTube it before we go next time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it can be a little daunting. And yeah, my, my husband speaks German and even sometimes in the Swiss German parts of um, of Switzerland, yeah, it can be, oh, what? How does this work? Yeah, but we get there in the end. So as you said, it's always helpful just to ask a local and, yeah. Yeah. They want you to buy the fuel so they'll help you. <laughs> we always have um, attendants at all our gas stations here. So, you know, if, if you were to come here, it would be easy to find a gas station attendant to help you. But they're kind of unmanned, it seemed. Um, we didn't. The one that we went to had nobody there. And it yeah. was in the middle of the day. So maybe it was lunch break. I don't know. Yeah, but. yeah. that, that yeah. actually can happen. I know um, a few times in Lalterbrunn and we've been going to fill up and it, it happens to be on a Sunday when when no one's there and it's credit card only and you've got to work it out yourself. So if, if someone's listening and they're a bit uh, apprehensive about that, I'd say make sure you fill up on a Saturday when someone's going to be in attendance. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now, I know that um, when you got home, you actually got a couple of little surprises in the mail. So do you want to tell us about those? We got a ticket on our very first day. We knew we were going to get it because we saw the flash go off in a tunnel. Um, and then we got one on our very last day. <laughs> <laughs> you bookended your trip with um, speeding, speeding tickets. <laughs> Um, I think the one was five miles over. The other one was maybe seven miles over. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like it was easy to pay for online and both tickets combined were under a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So as I, I found it actually cheaper than here in the States and yeah. And I, I would agree, like, I mean, I don't know the prices in the States, of course, but in Australia, it's, yeah, we, we've had a couple of speeding fines from Switzerland and they're way cheaper than, than what we would pay here in Australia. So yeah. we said, right, let's pay them quick before they change their mind and put the price up. Right, right. And um, it was easy to pay for. Um, here in the States, they give you like a, an unwritten seven miles an hour over the speed limit kind of thing. And I found in Switzerland, they do not. <laughs> but um next year or, or in september we're going to do cruise control so we don't have that problem yeah <laughs> i think sometimes uh, i know when we've um been unfortunate to, to get a speeding ticket it's like if you um suddenly at the end of the tunnel the speed limit drops or um you know you're going into a, a zone where they're, they're doing some road road work or something and you don't realize until oh i've just passed the sign and there was a flash so yeah. yeah, we were hoping it was the people behind us, but we, we knew it was us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, do you, um, do you feel like you missed out on anything by the, because of the fact that you rented a car rather than travelled around the country by train? I really don't. I, I feel like I maybe got to, to see more or enjoy it more instead of seeing it just flash you know, as you're whizzing by, I don't know how fast the trains are, but, um, you know, when we're driving, I would be like, Oh, stop over there, stop over there. And we could take our time. And I, I enjoy that. I feel like I could take it in. Yeah. So I, I don't really feel like I, I missed out too much. I mean, I see the, the pictures on Instagram and Facebook and the, the trains with the domes and everything. And it really looks intriguing, but I'm glad I took a car. 
Yeah. And, I mean, at least the great thing with Switzerland too is you can still take those mountain train rides and so you're not missing out um, altogether. You, you ha- I guess you had the, the best of both worlds. I like to think so. Yeah. Yeah, great. So what would you say was the highlight of, of your trip? So my husband and I were talking about this today and it was really hard to find just one thing. Honestly, the highlight was Switzerland. I... I I, I mean, the hiking was fun, or and the the I, the cows were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Every mountaintop was spectacular. Like I almost, I cannot pinpoint one thing. It was the whole thing. It was ap- the absolute whole entire thing. Mm, I wish I could give you a better answer, but I can't because that's no, how I felt the whole time. That's the best answer. That that is that's wonderful. Yeah, that the Switzerland was the highlight. That's incredible. Yeah. So was there anything that surprised you about Switzerland? I couldn't get over how big the mountains were. I mean, I know that there are the Alps, but like they were even bigger than I thought. Um, I was surprised how clean everything was. Like everything was pristine. You never saw trash anywhere. Even in the, the, the lakes, you never saw trash. It, it was refreshing. It was so nice to see that. Um, and the quality of the roads so people who are taking trains won't know that, but the quality of the roads, I think we hit one pothole the whole entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was enjoyable. Um, and the freshness of the ingredients yeah. of the food, I would definitely say that's what surprised me. Okay. Fantastic. So you mentioned um, earlier that you've got another trip planned, which is just amazing. So I always love to hear that, okay, one one trip to Switzerland is never enough and it sounds like you <laughs> might have caught the, the addiction like, like me. So what are you going to do um, or are you going to do anything differently this, this time around? We're staying in the same places. Okay, um, well, that's, that's interesting. I'm staying in the same places because I, I, I loved every place that we stayed. I mm-hmm. just wanted more time in Zermatt. So we're adding another day to Zermatt. Um, I'm not going to listen to my Google Maps, and I really want to do the full length of the Furka Pass. Mm-hmm. And I know you can stop and see a glacier there and go inside. I mean, I, I love ice. I love glaciers. So what's one more? Um, I'm thinking of going to um, Glacier 3000, I think okay. it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to do the things that we ran out of time with, um, like the first flyer, the trotty bikes um, on first. Um, something that we had missed in Laudenbrunnen was Trummelbach Falls. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see that. And I think um, I want to do a helicopter ride in Zermatt. I want a bird's eye view. I think yeah. that paragliding looks fantastic, but I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be realistic. I don't think I can do it. Yeah. No, and you, you got to know your limits, but if you can yeah, if you can do a helicopter flight, how amazing that would be. Yeah, I can definitely handle that. Yeah. It's, I think just seeing a bird's eye view of everything would just be amazing. I underestimated the time. My original itinerary was so jam-packed and then it kind of went to the wayside because I just we took longer than we expected because we just wanted to take it in mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. become a far distance and I don't want to just sit there and take a picture and walk away I just wanted yeah, to really yeah. be in it and I uh there's 
you know, things that had to get scratched. So that's yeah. why we're going back because we have to finish what we started. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. So um, we're, we're chatting now, it's, it's June and you're heading off again in September. Um, how far in advance, oh, I'm assuming you've got most things organized, pre-booked already for your trip. How, how long um, ago did you start doing all of that? I booked my car I booked my car first because um, I kind of knew the dates I wanted to go. I booked my car in, I want to say, the end of October, November, and I booked our flight tickets in December. Okay. And yeah, then so. I was in contact with the the home-to-go uh, house that we had rented, and he told me, he's like, uh, he's like, you might want to get on this soon. The whole entire month of September is pretty much booked. Mm, so I okay. jumped on the computer and luckily the four days that we needed were still available. So that was booked. That was booked in like November, December as well. Mm-hmm. I'm a planner. So yeah. I always plan really far out because I don't like to be disappointed. Yeah. If there's some place that I want to go, want to see, want to stay, I don't want to get to that page where there's little X's on the calendar mm-hmm. that I can't stay there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I get where you're coming from, and, and that's great. As, as as I said earlier, I think uh, this this year, this um, summer and into September is going to be super busy in in Switzerland. So, you've you've done the right thing and, and booked everything well in advance. And I'm sure you're already starting to count down the days. So I hope okay. you have a fantastic trip. Oh, thank you, and you as well. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. By the time we re- we um this episode goes live, I'll hopefully be right in the thick of Switzerland. So I'm, I'm oh, really looking I'm forward nice. to it. <laughs> Thank you, Nancy. It's been wonderful to hear all about your trip, um, the the one that you've already had and, and the one that you've got coming up. So I'm, I'm sure our listeners will have got plenty of tips from you. Have you got, um, is there something that you would just like to to say um, to anyone thinking of planning or who is planning their first trip to Switzerland, any, any advice you could give them? I'm old school. Like I sit with a notebook and pad. I don't do things on the, the computer. Not, I told you I'm not that tech savvy, but my first thing I did was just list everything that I wanted to do, everything I wanted to see, everything I wanted to do. And then I got a map and then I marked everything on the map to see mm-hmm what really was feasible and what wasn't. And then I just dive in. I pretty much read every single thread that you had posted, every file, um, people asking questions, whether it pertained to me or not in a place that, you know, like trains, like, no, I'm not going to go on a train, but I read every single one just to educate myself and to kind of get a a feeling for what it's going to be. Or in case we ran into something, I would know how to handle it. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a planner, so I just, like I said, you just gotta go head first in and just start researching and writing things down because you'll forget them, or at least I forget them. And uh, I really think that helped me a lot, just to be organized and what I wanted to see and where everything was, because I didn't realize how big Switzerland was. So you know, you have things practically on the German border, and then you have things all the way practically in France, and everything in between. So I had to learn to kind of narrow it down for the time that I had. Yeah. Excellent. Google Translate is your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, thank you so much again. It's been fantastic speaking to you. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow. Nancy's comment, Switzerland was the highlight, sums up exactly how she felt about her trip.
It makes me so happy to hear that Switzerland made such a wonderful impression on Nancy and Rob that they are heading back again. I'm betting their next trip will be just as good, if not better, than the first. If you'd like to know more about Nancy and Rob's itinerary, you'll find a list of the places they visited and the things they did in the show notes for this episode. I'll also include links to some previous podcast episodes featuring trip reports from other travellers. You can find the show notes at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 49. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, tschüss. If you'd like more great resources to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland, there are lots of ways to connect with us. Visit our website, holidaystoswitzerland.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter or join our friendly, helpful community of past and future travellers in our Switzerland travel planning group. You'll also find the links to connect with us in the show notes for this episode. Show notes and a list of all previous episodes are available at holidaystoswitzerland.com slash podcast. Don't miss out on your fortnightly dose of Swiss travel inspo. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating. That's all for this edition of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Thanks for joining us and happy travel planning.